With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom up, America. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. What up, kids? How we doing? Daddy's back in studio. I'm feeling so good, I might even work on a phone call. You guys want to get crazy and get phone calls? Yeah. No, not really. No, I don't either. I don't either. Iowa Sam's the only one. No thanks. We're broadcasting here live from Tyrac.com Studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay. It's not a philosophy I have. It's a reality that I believe in. Okay, but you can if you want to say it's a Doug Gottlieb philosophy, if you want to quote me on it, that's cool. Um, It's fine. It's fine. But there's a parallel, believe it or not, between Russell Westbrook. Colin Kaepernick. Eric Bieniemy. There's a a parallel there. Okay, And. 
it's funny. I have a couple of friends in the NFL and I'll see things on some of these TV shows from football people that I really respect. Right? I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about those of us who weren't in the NFL, you know, weren't high level executives, weren't coaches, whatever. Like, it, don't get me wrong. I, I think I have a pretty well-rounded, pretty solid opinion on professional sports, but there are people that that live in that business, live in that world, and their word means a lot more than mine. I'm just, I'm not, you know what I mean? It's like, that's why we have on experts, you know? In a given week, we, we have on a weekly basis guys that have been lifers in the NFL, scouting, front office executives, general managers. Like, Mark Dominic is a perfect example of that. Like, I've watched football my whole life. He's been in football his whole life. And look, I can disagree. Not every opinion he has is correct or ultimately proves to be true, but it comes from a place of a lot deeper thought and education. So there are 32 clubs in the NFL. There are 30 clubs in the NBA. And the if you want to call it a Gottlieb philosophy or something that I say, you know, whatever. Don't ever quote this as I'm saying it. The league is saying it. What do you mean by that? All right, let's take Russell Westbrook. Okay. Russell Westbrook is currently unemployed. Unemployed. And he doesn't cost hardly anything to get. So Sham Sharania, who works for Stadium Sports, put out a tweet, and I think on their on their show, the association, let's say he said it on their show called The Association, this about Russell Westbrook. I think there are definitely players on league that like Russell Westbrook a lot, like the Clippers guys. I have not heard any traction yet, though, with Russell Westbrook and the Clippers. Lawrence Frank, uh, their their head basketball operations official, he said that he he wants defense shooting from the position. Um, so I, I don't know if, if, if Russ fits that, but, um, you know, when you look at teams around the league, there, there is not a spot yet for Russell Westbrook. Um, he's still with the Utah Jazz. The Jazz have until March 1 to decide whether they're going to buy out Russell Westbrook from his contract to make him playoff eligible. And I would expect him to take the next week or so to figure out whether he can find a home somewhere else. Um, I, I do believe if, if he had a home by now, the Jazz would have bought him out and allowed him to go seek another team. Um, but right now they're just, it, it, it's, it's a slow moving market and we'll see if Russell Westbrook will be able to find a home. So think about that for a second. A guy who not very long ago averaged a triple double three consecutive years is a league MVP will be a Naismith Memorial hall of famer. Right? So he has had a great career and it's not like he, he's coming off of a massive knee injury. He's not the same level athlete. He's not as athletic as he was, but he's still crazy athletic. And if you look at statistics, he's had a solid year with the Lakers. And not one team wants him at $2 million prorated over the rest of the year? That seems crazy. And then you start to say, this is not me saying Russell Westbrook doesn't play good enough defense. He doesn't shoot the ball well enough. But more than anything, he doesn't even know who he is. And he's not a, whether he's not a, uh, able to accept a different role or he's just not good enough at that role because he's done it one way for 15 years. 
Now you got to do another way. Whatever it is, I'm not saying Russell Westbrook, like, dude, all, all of the act, the lack of ability to, to be humble, the lack of ability to laugh at yourself, to be an engaged teammate, to be a cog and a role player, okay, you can get away with all of that in your feelings, in your own head, stay away from the rest of the guys and just focus on ball, basketball. When you're one of the best players in the league, you can get away with that. When you're a $2 million a year dude, yeah, we, we you have to be the, the best towel waver there is, the best defender there is. You have to do all those other little things that you didn't have to do when you were a superstar. I'm not saying this. This is the big Gottliebism. You know who's saying it? The entire league. The entire league is saying this. You know? It's like everybody got lost in the Colin Kaepernick thing. Do I think there were a couple teams that are like, yeah, we don't really want that nonsense of the of the the DJ who was his girlfriend and what the meme she put out when he was supposed to go to Baltimore? Yeah, she blew that thing up. But we also have forgotten that he was a crummy quarterback in the end. He was not good. He had a year and a half where he was very, very good with Greg Roman. And then people figured him out. And then multiple staff said, yeah, we're, we're good. We'll move on. And then on the worst team in the NFL, they played, they played out the string with him. And again, it's the same thing. If you look at the statistics from his last year, starting something, you're like, well, it's not bad. He could play in the NFL. It's not me saying he wasn't good enough to overcome all of the other stuff. It's the league telling you that. It's the same thing as the Eric Bieniemy thing. You can have talking head after talking head after Andy Reid going like, Eric Bieniemy got to mention him, should be a, like, okay, but last year, this time, Eric Bieniemy's contract was up and most people thought he would not be brought back by the Kansas City Chiefs. There was something amiss in that relationship. I don't know what it is. Don't know. Right? And my guess is, by the way, that some of that still exists. That's why he's interviewing for other offensive coordinator jobs. And the woe is me for Eric Bieniemy. Does anybody realize he's the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs? They have a passing game coordinator, run game coordinator. They have a quarterback coach and a running back coach. And then they have him. And Andy Reid calls the plays. So, Regardless of what he actually does, we do understand that every offense coordinator in the NFL makes well in excess of a million dollars. It's not like Eric Bannemi out there, you know, panhandling, begging for like, got to sign up, will call plays for money, just want to be a head coach. Like guys making a couple million dollars a year. They want a Super Bowl. And it's not me telling you that there's not the right fit for him to be the head coach. It's the league. I've used this. Uh, uh, I've used this parallel time and again, but here's the easy one. Okay, you usually go with somebody who you worked with before, generally, right? Generally, you go with somebody you've worked with before, you've coached with before. I mean, it's like the, you know, Shane Steichen, for example. The reason he was in Philadelphia was. You know, some of those guys, including his head coach, he was with previously when they were in San Diego together. You guys know that? Uh, why am I blanking? Head coach of the Eagles, who's like a WWE character. 
walking around. Nick Sirianni. Sirianni was quality control, and he was on the staff with the Chargers. Steichen was on that staff. Steichen, at the end of his run with the Chargers, got to call plays. That put him into the offensive coordinator. Anyway, the reason he went to the Eagles was they worked together. There's a, I know how you work. You know how I work. There's a mutual respect. I think you're good at your job. That marriage worked beautifully, right? So Ryan Poles is a former player. Ryan Poles was formerly with the Kansas City Chiefs. Ryan Poles, by the way, also was black. And he was the, he's the general manager of the Chicago Bears. And last year, he had a chance to hire Eric Bieniemy. Did he? No. So this is not me telling you, hey, Eric Bieniemy. Obviously, league doesn't think he's ready, or the guys that have hired don't think he's ready, or don't think he has any sort of plan that they jibe with. Whatever it is, it's thirty-two teams, and those guys know a whole hell of a lot more than you and me and all these other radio hosts. So the Russell Westbrook and and look, part of the issue with the NBA is you can't ever uh, any of these former players. Or guys, they say anything negative about people. They're like out of the circle. They can't become insiders. You railed on this before, Jason Stewart, haven't you? About about all sports. Basketball especially, the level of sensitivity is peak. Right? Where the second you say you drop the hammer and be like, hey, that dude is, you're out. But as I've told you on other things, I've reached the, I don't really care. It's my job to tell you what I know to be the truth. And oh yeah, by the way, that truth is supported by the 29 teams not named the Lakers who were like, yeah, no thanks. No thanks. And I have I have empathy for Russell Westbrook, right? You grow up in LA, you always dream of playing for the Lakers, Kobe's your favorite player, you finally get on the Lakers, and oh yeah, by the way, you're recruited by by LeBron James, and LeBron James basically turned his back on you like six months in, like this ain't working. Right? I have, I'm completely empathetic to it. The fans turn on you, but some of it is you gotta look within. And go like, hey, I'm, I'm not that guy anymore. I gotta evolve. Carmelo Anthony, out of the league for half of a year. What'd he do? He sucked it up and said, look, the NBA's changed. I got to be a three and some sort of D guy. The posting up at the mid post, those days are over. You can do it when you're making most money on the team and you're averaging 25 a game. But when you're just trying to find a way, you got to find a role and play well in that role. Russell's unwilling to do that. You know, unwilling to do that. It's a, it's a, it's a different role in a different sport. No, the opposite was Jamal Crawford, right? Jamal Crawford couldn't be a starting point guard. If Jamal Crawford was a starting point guard or starting guard on your team, your team sucked. If Jamal Crawford was your sixth man, now you got a chance. Why? Because it's a different role. It's it's almost like a different way to play the same sport. But I don't Russell Westbrook's days are numbered and maybe up in the NBA. Maybe up. And I'm not the one telling you that. Do you want to know who's telling you that? The NBA is telling you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Damn right it is. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on Fox Sports Radio. Still overpaying for a razor? In this economy, gross. With the Dollar Shave Club, you can get top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. 
Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. There are people that were at most of social media because um, social media confirms that there are many idiots among us, right? And look, this is the this is the good one. If you think your IQ is uh, above that of 110 or 120, just remember the average IQ is 100. So that means that if you're at 120, there's a lot of people that are in the 80s, right? Okay. So social media had some people that were offended that Terry Bradshaw told um, told Andy Reid to waddle on over here, right? By the way, like, Terry Bradshaw, no man has ever been more self-deprecating in the history of television than Terry Bradshaw, who, when he played for the Steelers, was called too dumb, and he's even said, like, I'm too dumb to, right? And Terry Bradshaw, he's not, I mean, he's a senior citizen. He's not in peak health. That guy He's made fun of himself way, way more times than anybody else I know. But social media doesn't care. They just, they just, oh, he's fat shaming Andy Reid. Here's Andy Reid on the Super Bowl victory dinner. Yeah, I went to Pizza 51. <laughs> That's what I did. I got a, a mushroom and a sausage pizza. How about that? And a go. salad just to make my, you know, chubbiness feel, feel uh, good. There you go. You know, for his birthday, remember his team bought him a double cheeseburger and had it wrapped in a box? You guys remember that? Like, Andy Reid has succeeded in the most important element of not only the Spurs dynasty, but honestly life, which is get over yourself. Right? Get over yourself. No matter how successful you are, like, dude, get over yourself. And he's the best at it. That's why he's beloved. It's all part of the deal. Like, what, you're going to tell me Andy Reid's not fat? Sorry, he's fat. He's just, he's a big fella. That's it. And I love it. Lean into it. Lean into it. My voice is nasally. My nose is large. What do you want me to do? My hairline isn't something that I, that, that I like to bra- brag about. Lean into it. Don't care. See, Brian Flores admitted to turning down the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job? Yeah, that was an interesting one. Um, saying you'd rather be the defensive coordinator in Minnesota or maybe just didn't like what was going on in, in Arizona. Oh, I just I just want to make sure we understand. Byron Leftwich could have been the coach of the Jaguars, chose not to do so because um, he didn't ha- like the GM. And um, this is a GM in Arizona that is ultimately a Patriots guy. Flores is a Patriots guy, but Flores turned it down. Just just want to point out that when we get to the, oh my gosh, look at the ratio of coaches that were hired, and here's two very successful, very well-regarded black assistant coaches. Flores has been a head coach. They were offered jobs that turned it down. You can't make people take jobs they don't want to take. And oh yeah, by the way, in all honesty, even though Leftwich is out of a job, like, look, if you don't like who you're working for, you shouldn't take that job. Because a good portion of your, not just success, chance of success, but also enjoyment is who you work for. Who you work for. Uh, let's catch up with a guy who, um, who obviously has, has accomplished a ton of things. As assistant, as a head coach, he won a Super Bowl as head coach to the Baltimore Ravens. He's Brian Billick. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And 
Coach, what what did you see change in the second half? Kansas City had one incomplete pass, one in the second half. What what did they change in their approach to Philadelphia's defense? I'm not sure they changed anything. I think they just had the opportunity to execute the offense. In the first half, Philadelphia just grind down the clock with those long drives, long scoring drives. Uh, if it weren't for obviously the fumble uh, for the for the uh, touchdown, uh, you know they'd have been up by probably three scores. So uh, I think it was more uh, just an opportunity to actually execute the offense because Philadelphia didn't grind down the clock the second half the way they did in the first half. Do you? Uh, what about the? I mean, the Chiefs use what looked like I don't know if it's the same play or a similar play out of a different formation, but to have two walk-in touchdowns against an elite defense, what the heck happened there that Kansas City seemed to have that in their back pocket for the red zone? Well, I think they had a great tendency breaker. I mean, they're they're like a lot of teams, but the guys that motion and run the jet sweep or motion across the formation and run to the flat, and as much man defense as Philadelphia was playing, uh, they, they knew what their tendencies were. So to start, jab, and turn, come back the other way, they were great calls, great tendency breakers, obviously made it very difficult for the Philadelphia Eagles to adjust to, but uh, two great calls that broke what I imagine were very heavy tendencies by Kansas City. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of, of Brian Billick. Um, Kansas City did, I know you talk about executing their offense, but that, that's supposedly a vaunted pass rush. From Philadelphia. Everybody talks about their defensive front. Some have given credit to the offensive line. Some say, hey, it's Andy Reid. Well, Pat Mahomes' ability to get rid of the football, but he didn't get, he didn't get rid of it that quickly. He held it a little bit. How did they keep Philadelphia uh, from getting, you know, getting to Mahomes? Yeah, that well, that, well all of the above. And, and you're exactly right for bringing it up because, like a lot of people, I thought that was going to be the difference in the game the ability to put a four man rush on Kansas City, allowing you to do things on the back end to account for the big plays down the field, take away Travis Kelsey. Um, I thought Philadelphia was going to have much more success pressuring Mahomes, um, and, and they, they just didn't. So you've got to credit the offensive line. Certainly Mahomes makes things happen in a way like nobody we've ever seen before. Uh, but you have to give the offensive line great credit for protecting the way they did because most people saw the defensive line in Philadelphia being a huge advantage for them. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Which team is better set up for long-term success? Well, with the quarterbacks, they have both. I mean, uh, and, and they're in a great position to continue on. You know, particularly Philadelphia, because I don't know when Jalen Hurst's contract is up, but they're, they're still on his rookie contract. So that's a huge advantage for Philadelphia, who is, is going to have to go through some changes this year because they have a lot of guys that are, that are coming up. But but anytime you talk about the future of a team, it's, well, what, what's the future of their quarterback? And with these two guys, they're both in great shape because uh, just, you know, obviously do it a little bit differently. But, you know, I, and I think it's great. I think the league is deeper in really good young quarterback play than we have been in ever, you know, in, in the history of the league, uh, which bodes well for it because we have a lot of great young quarterbacks. So whether it's Josh Allen, whether it's uh, Herbert, just, you know, one guy after the next. Uh, and these two, with Jalen Hurst and Patrick Mahomes, kind of lead the crowd in terms of what they're able to do in the unique way that they do it. Um, I think you and I may have talked about this a long time ago, but for, for people to help understand, you were legendary when you interviewed, not just for the Ravens job, which you got, but for any interview in your level of, 
uh, preparation um, in, in in applying um, in interviewing for a head coaching job for people who have never been in one of those meetings. What all goes into your what all went into your prep and your presentation when you interviewed for head coaching job? Well, it just happens on so many different levels. It's not just X's and O's. In fact, it's amazing in, in interviews as I counsel guys and, and aware of how people are hired and the way people go about doing it. It's amazing how little football you actually talk. Uh, that's kind of assumed, I guess. Most of it revolves around your staff, how you're going to deal with given situations, whether it be with the cap, whether it's dealing with the media, uh, dealing with injuries, um, your practice structure. Um, those are really, and it has, and it happens at so many different levels. And that's where young coaches that aspire to become head coaches, that's where they really have to prepare themselves. The, the football will take care of itself, but it just happens on so many levels. And I was talking to someone earlier today uh, with the young coaches that are that are getting their opportunities. It's amazing. You 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 spend your entire professional career getting ready for this opportunity. How am I going to interview? How am I going to present myself? What structure am I going to put forward? And at least for me, and I don't think it's uncommon, then you get the job and you sit down. I remember sitting down at the desk for the first time thinking, my God, what do I do now? (laughs) What's the next step? Uh, Because it it really is. There's just so many things. It's it's on-the-job training, so to speak. So there's just so many different levels that you have to be proficient in to sell management, to sell ownership on the fact that, yes, I'm the guy that you ought to make your head coach. Sirianni has to replace his offensive and his defensive coordinator. How difficult is that uh, when, I mean, like, look, he got the job. It was kind of a surprise. His success has been outstanding. But now it gets, it feels like way more difficult when you got to find, you know, another version of what you've created. Uh, It is, but you're ready for it. That's part of the job of being a head coach. You constantly have your secession list. Okay, if I lose this guy or that guy, particularly as you do well, it's the way you got the job. So you've lived it. Uh, You've known what that is like. You can expect it. And certainly Philadelphia and Kansas City uh, would have to anticipate that they're going to, you know, that's going to happen, particularly in Philadelphia with the two young coaches that they've had and the success they've had in such a short period of time. So I imagine he's prepared for it. He has that secession uh, plan ready for it to fill in. And if you promote somebody from within, then you've got to fill that spot as well. Um, and but, but it's part of the game, and you also have to look at it as an opportunity to inject new blood, new ideas into, into, the, uh, into the organization. So it can be a positive, too. Brian Billick's our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you needed a quarterback and you were, you're going to go on the free agent market, who would be the quarterback that's available that you would most be desirous of? Wow. You know, they're, they're that uh, like the last couple of years, uh, you've had some quality at quarterback that typically you, that you just didn't see this quality available. Certainly Aaron Rodgers, who still obviously is one of the great players of all time, is playing at a high level. Clearly, it's a it's a it's a very narrow window here that you're looking at, and you have to surround it. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to be a great find for someone. Uh, I think he he's proven that he can play at this level, uh, and getting in a fresh situation, wrapping again. The key is can can you wrap the things around them that need to be for them to be successful? Uh, if you're a team that thinks you're that one player away, even a quarterback. Uh, from being a championship team, you're probably not. There's probably more to it. So that that's really the big question. It's not just where will some of these young 
or, or really good, I should say, free agent quarterbacks go. But what else can be wrapped around that organization for them to be successful? Um, last one, Coach. You had a quarterback who everyone regards as an elite level talent uh, coming out of coming out of Alabama. Bryce Young's he's terrific, but he's six feet tall, maybe one hundred and eighty five pounds, maybe. Um, what would what would your eval be of a guy who is, uh, at least on some levels, uh, held back by some because of not just the height, but the lack of kind of girth with him? Yeah, um, it's certainly something that you have to factor in, that jump from the college game to the pro game, even at a program like Alabama, which is obviously plays the most physical schedule in all of college football. It's certainly a factor, less so than maybe in the past, because the athleticism that goes with it. Uh, we have a couple of young quarterbacks that are coming out that there's no reason they shouldn't be successful. But history will tell us that it's a 50-50 proposition. So whether it's he, whether it's Stroud, chances are one of them will do well, one won't. And which is which, that's the $64 million question. It's great stuff. Um, X-Tech shoulder pads. Now, do they are they only for like linebackers or can, can they have like special custom for some of these quarterbacks as well? Oh, no, absolutely. Justin Herbert, uh, any number of quarterbacks are in them. That's the great thing about the X-Tech pads, which is really the new wave of pads, the technology and the database we have now. You know, we've always joked in the old days, big guys wore big pads and little guys wore little pads. Well, now they're almost form-fitted based on your height, your weight, your injury history, your position. Uh, that's the great thing about the technology uh, that we have right now. And that's why it's the best pad, uh, most used pad in all of pro football, major college football, and our major high schools now. Uh, hopefully, pretty soon, work their way down to the uh, to the youth level because I have two young uh, grandsons that uh, I guarantee you, uh, once we get it uh, set up that way, they're going to be an X Tech pads because it's the most the best protection you can have for your young person. He's the one and only Super Bowl champion head coach Brian Billick. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Sure thing. Buyer, have you ever had the desire to go to a victory parade? Has, has that ever been like, man, I'd really like to go down to a victory parade and go hang out? Um, yes. Really? Um, yes. Seahawks. No. Ohio State. No. Who? Uh, I had FOMO when the Bucks won in 2021. Okay. And it was the summer. Of course, I miss uh, Wisconsin summers. And to see that, that was the only time that I, I felt like, gee, I wish I was there or I wish I was a part of that. So, and, and for people to understand, I do think that the, the, the summer aspect of it in Milwaukee is it's above and beyond having anything to do with the victory parade, right? Like, uh, it, like if you ever we, I think we talked about this this week, right? Where I was talking about Summerfest in Milwaukee, in in Wisconsin, right? Yes. That some like Summerfest is, and because the weather is so bad for so long that the summer, albeit shortened, is absolutely celebrated either in Milwaukee. You know, at, at the lake itself, or at all, all of the lakes. You know, every, people have lake houses or sure. whatever. It's a it's a completely different sort of uh, appreciation for summer. I think it's one of the things we do a terrible job of in California is because usually the weather's so good for so long. We're like ah, summer's a little bit longer, a little bit warmer. It's a little hot. You're not that you don't celebrate summer in Milwaukee. They celebrate summer. It's a great, great spot to be in. Uh, I Chicago summers are legendary. Uh, a lot of places in the Midwest because of that, the summers can be great. But Wisconsin summers are magnificent. And it was just the fact, Doug, that of any of the teams 
Like just in the way that the NBA was constructed, yeah. that was like you know, like I I just I never thought I would see a Bucks NBA title. It, it's fair. I mean, listen, I mean, and to to support that, remember when Herb Cole sold the team, he in the in the sale, the guys from MSG bought it, right? Bought the team. Part of the sale was you can't move the team because there's a lot of talk of oh Herb Cole selling it well they'll get it out of Milwaukee yeah right? they'll finally get into a bigger market maybe they go to Vegas or Nashville whatever and Herb Cole's like no and then they built the new arena and, and whatever and it's been and they got Giannis and the whole thing has been incredible but there was at least mm-hmm. for a period of time a thought of if Herb when Herb Cole sells maybe then the Bucks will move what about you Jay Stu you, you've had plenty of chances yeah living in Los Angeles oh, yeah. to see teams to. Hop on the bandwagon. Um, there was no Dodger victory parade, but are you a victory parade guy? No, you'll never catch me at one. I never wanted to. Um, if you, uh, if Don Martin and Scott Shapiro paid me to go down and cover it, I would do it, uh, but begrudgedly. Um, and I, and you know, not to take this in the, in the in a strange direction. Let me make this commentary, especially here in LA. I always found it fascinating that socioeconomically, the people at the parade were the people probably that should not have been missing work. Like, that's the weirdest thing about a victory parade in urban situations, and uh, that's kind of how my mind thinks. But. Ah, or maybe they, they, they didn't have work. So they, oh, ouch! Right, or I in Los Angeles. Well, in Los Angeles, there's a, very good, there's a good amount of people that you, you, have, you have a captured audience because they're homeless, and they're just sitting there, and they're just... <laughs> That's the great thing about L.A. parades. That's why, you know, if the Sparks win, they'll have a record-setting number of people because they just hold it where... Yeah, you've seen all those RVs. Have you been to that part of L.A. where there's all those RVs? That lines and lines? Yeah, that one part of L.A. Well, where all those RVs uh, are parked, It's yeah. like by city of industry, kind of, right? There's, like, that's a sort of thing. In an L.A. bougie way, there, there are several of these industrial, like, warehouse areas which are just lined with RVs. And there are RVs that don't move, that don't run, but they do house uh, thousands of the homeless. It's really sad. I'm, my, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about that to bring up the homeless situation in Los Angeles. It was more. I just don't understand the victory parade thing. To your point, to your jobs. Hello. Our pets' heads are falling off. Uh, to, uh, Dan Byers' line: We know Iowa Sam's in here uh, when stuff like that. Fingerprints all over it. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry, but Doug said 12 minutes ago: uh, Get over yourselves. We're just having fun. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Stug Outlip Show, Fox Sports Radio. Game time brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what's the game today, my friend? Doug, the game is... What are the chances? All right, what are the chances the Philadelphia Eagles experience a Super Bowl hangover next season? Uh, I'm going to say... Set, uh, what would a Super Bowl hangover... mean they don't make the playoffs? That means they have a... What would it... Tell, tell me what you're thinking, again, because I want to know what uh, you're... You know pre- it when you see it, Doug. You know it when you see it. I, I think they will. I have a 75% chance. Uh, here's... They played an easy schedule. That'll change. Uh, I think their div- the division will be better than it was this year. I know they put three teams in the playoffs. That was more because everybody in that division played an easy schedule. Um, the division is more difficult. They didn't have... Hurts did get hurt, dinged up, missed a couple games. But they didn't have massive injuries. The likelihood of two years in a row. And you got new coordinators. Uh, copy of a copy. We see yeah. multi- multiplicity, right? 
You just don't want the guy, you know, calling the offensive plays that shaves his tongue. <laughs> I I agree with you. I think we saw some some cracks in the uh the armor, if you will, maybe in the ice, the AJ Brown sulking after a playoff win. Yep. Remember that? Jason Kelsey even saying he's gonna take some time to determine his future. Yeah, I think there it's gonna be a lot of changes, and I'm curious on how this this team doesn't seem like they are built to respond to a Super Bowl loss. So I'm I am there with you. What about the uh what are the chances the Chiefs experience a Super Bowl hangover next season? Um I think that's in like the the thirty percent variety. Um, I, look, their division is difficult and going to get. I think I think the Raiders will be better. Broncos couldn't couldn't be any worse. They'll be better. The Chargers should be better, more consistent. You know, we'll see what they do with their roster and with their health. Um, and but they they have Pat Mahomes, who it doesn't seem to matter, and they have a, they play in a lot of young players. So I think there's a less likelihood because they still have a lot of guys that are young guys trying to get that second contract. Um, still the chance of it happening, but I mean, they've been consistent every year he started. They've gotten to no less than the AFC Championship game. My expectations are for them to be in that mix next year. Doug, what are the chances Andy Reid finishes his career with two Super Bowl titles? Uh, I think very good. I think it'll be hard to win another one, and I don't think there's a ton of years left. And uh, you know, not not to live, yeah. but to how long he wants to do it. It's really hard. I'm going to say there's the chance of him finishing with two is like 80%. All right, Doug, what are the chances that Derek Carr takes his next team to the playoffs next season? Gosh, depends on the team. Um, I think there's a uh, 60% chance. Okay. 60% chance. Uh, one, because like the NFC South, if he goes to the Saints... That's a bad division, right? And if he goes to the Jets, they're pretty good. They're not far away. So those two teams, I think, seem like they'll be big factors. And I think, you know, again, different scales and different divisions, they both got a good shot. All right, Doug, what are the chances Aaron Rodgers decides to retire after his days of darkness or whatever whatever we're calling it? Just don't misreport it because you're not in the circle. And I'm not true. in the circle. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, chance he retires, 10%. 10%. I mean, he's clearly stated he still has gas in the tank. It's going to be about desire to do so. And I don't know, man. You want to go play 17 games and make $60 million or not? Doesn't seem like a hard call to me. Lakers have the Pelicans tonight. We think LeBron James will be back. Anthony Davis, probable. Pelicans and Lakers. Doug, what are the chances the Lakers make the playoffs? Is right now they are two and a half games back of the 10th spot for the play-in tournament. Uh, I think pretty good. I think in the 70% variety. There is some mm. there are some soft spots to schedule, but you know, I also think other teams that are in the playoffs aren't going to be playing all their guys all the time. I think they go for it. They'll uh, they'll probably be in the play-in thing and they get in the playoffs. That's my guess. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This All right, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What about LeBron? Why isn't he playing? MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.